Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's up, solarpreneurs? We're back. Taylor Armstrong here with another fabulous episode, and this guest's definitely one of the top dogs we've had on the show. We've got Coach Burt, Coach Michael Burt. So, Coach, thanks for hopping on the podcast with us. Excited to have you. 100%. Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always honored to work with the, the solarpreneur, solarpreneurs of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's where we're about. We were just talking, um, you know, Coach is working with a few different solarpreneurs. We've actually had almost all of them on the show now. Mo Falla, Sam Taggart, Michael Burt, and they're actually the, um, or sorry, Michael Donald. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're the ones that connected me with him. And um, yeah, I know he's going to add a ton of value for us drop some wisdom, some uh, nuggets of gold here. So uh, just a little background on you, Coach. I know you've written, what, 14 books now? Is that right? I'm on number 17 right now, man. 17, short okay. Changing wow. me a few books. So I think my bio needs to be updated. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. I robbed it from your bio. So. <laughs> Come on, so, uh, My hands are clean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 17, yeah, I stand corrected. Uh, so incredible, and um, you've coached you know hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs, business people, some of the top people um, I know have learned from you. And um, you first started in uh, basketball, is that right, Coach? At nineteen, I did. I I found my voice very early in life. Uh, thank the good Lord. I I was coaching high school basketball at a very young age, nineteen years old. I was actually nineteen coaching eighteen year olds. Wow. And uh, and became the youngest head coach in the state of Tennessee. And in Tennessee, women's basketball is a very big deal because of a woman named Pat Summit, who was a head coach at the University of Tennessee. And so I uh, was the head coach from 21 to 31 and basically took a place that had never won a championship and, and, and turned them into kind of a you know national championship t- caliber program. And that's really where I got my, my start of really understanding the psychology of winning how to activate the drive in a person, how to win people over, how to get people to buy into a vision, how to get people from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds, yeah. uh, you know, from poverty to rich, how, how to get them to win, man, how to get them to a, to a very high frequency. So yeah, that was love that. And important calling in, um, you know, not everyone wants to be a coach out there, but what was it for you? Did you have some turning point where you decided, okay, this is my calling. I need to be coaching people. What was it that made you decide to get into coaching in the first place? When I was 15 years old, a little league baseball coach asked me to help him coach a junior pro basketball team. And he said, I don't know anything about basketball. Uh, Will you help me? And I I was a point guard. My high school coach called me professor. I was always studying, thinking, uh, trying to get players to another frequency. I was the kid on the team that as a senior would, would stop by and pick a freshman up and, and mentor him on the way in. And so the minute I started coaching, I knew I wanted to coach. It was probably 25 years old, uh, Taylor, when, when 
when I, I gave a presentation at Dell Computers or somewhere, some other places uh, on my very first book that I, that I knew I really enjoyed coaching adults. Mm. I, didn't, I had no plans of coaching adults. What I do today for a living, coach adults around the country, I had no, absolutely no hope, no, no dream, no vision, no nothing okay. to do. Wow. I wanted to be a high school basketball coach. I wanted to win championships. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be a famous women's basketball coach. That was my dream. Yeah. And uh, when I started coaching, when I started speaking to adults because I was writing books, I'm like, dang, I like this. Yeah. And they'll pay me a whole lot more money. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. So, and so, you know, I'm like, dang, this is good, man. I can do this. Oh, coach could do this. And so since then, we kind of set out to build this machine, this multi-million dollar coaching company. Okay. Awesome. And so that was 25. And then I know you stopped coaching. It was 31, right? It was your last uh, year 31, at the home. I retired. I won a championship. I came back one more year. I, I retired from athletic coaching and um, at, at first started just had a speaking company. I would go out and speak and then companies uh, saw me speak and, and then wanted to hire me to be their uh, business coach. Huh. So, so I started signing six figure contracts with corporations and companies uh, to, to be their coach, to be their business coach. Wow. And, uh, and that really started my coaching business. So from 31 to 44, where I am today, now we've got indiv now we've got uh, individual coaching program called Monster Producer. Uh, that's the brand you see here. We coach about 650 people in that program. It's a one-year program where they get me as their coach, and I'm and, and I'm and I'm coaching them in a group setting. Um, and I've got a corporate division. We do boot camps. I mean, now it's a now it's a much bigger organization. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the coaching backgrounds, but I, I mean, I love basketball. Big, uh, my team is Utah Jazz, so I love, uh, you know, watching good coaches perform. And so I'm curious with you uh, being, you know, in the business world and everything, do you see a lot of um, similarities, I guess, between the coaching you did um, in your athletics now in business? Or is it, I don't know, how, how similar is it? Here's what I don't see. And this is why, yes, there are similarities. Mm-hmm. What's missing in the business world is intensity. Okay. What's missing in the business world is practice. What's yeah. missing in the business world is targets. What's missing in the biggest world is uh, uh, intensity and persistence. So, so, you know, as a coach, business people are too soft. They, they don't have the discipline it takes to be great. In sports, the competition forces you to, to get better. You either get better or you get beat, man. And, and so when I started coaching businesses, I'm like, man, there's no intensity. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody's complacent. Everybody's fat and happy. Everybody's lazy. Everybody, there's no structure. There's no, oh, I want to prospect for two hours a day, but I don't feel like it. Oh, I'm broke, but I don't want to do what it takes. Uh, you're right. I'm like, suck it up, buttercup. You're going to be great, man. You'd never hear Michael O'Donnell say, man, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to knock another door. You never hear Michael Jordan say, man, I'm tired. I don't have it in me to win another ring. Mm -hmm. So, so what I bring to the business world is a lot of that toughness, man, intensity, but structure. I'm a very structured, uh, methodology person. I don't bring cotton candy. I bring real selling systems, real process, real, right. And I think that's the nice blend that I like to bring to the marketplace. Yeah, no, super important. I, I tell my audience all the time that I think coaches, are the difference between good and great. And I know you preach that too. I mean, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, they all got their coaches that are showing them things. All that, the greats have a coach, man. That's right. All that's the right. Have a coach. 
Yeah, and I mean, I I tell the story all the time, but the best selling I ever did was when I had a coach. We, we were in a sales competition. I hired a coach that was, you know, probably like the bottom 50% of my company, but just having the coach took me up to winning that competition. And uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, they hold you accountable. They show you things that you're not doing and uh, they teach you to be great. But then another thing that I'm starting to notice, coach, is um, there's a lot of people preaching out there. It's super easy social media these days to go out and be like, oh, you're the best. Come join my coaching program. Um, join this and I'm going to get you X results. And then people aren't doing it. So what in this day and age, all this technology, how, how do you recognize a, a great coach from a good one with all these, uh, I don't know, sometimes there's false prophesying going on out there. What do you teach? Yeah, what do you teach? Look at their income. Okay. Well, here's the deal. There, and it's a great question you're asking. There's 700,000 people that call themselves a coach in the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the average income of those coaches is $47,000 a year. You do not want to be get, getting advice on how to run a business from somebody making 47000 a year. You, you, you should ask your coach, how much money do you make? Mm -hmm. How much money does your business produce? Yeah. And if it's, okay. not, if it's not north of a million dollars a year or $5 million a year or whatever, I mean, if you get to a million a year in revenue, you're in the top 4% of small businesses in the United States. Only 4% of small businesses make, make, make a million. Uh, so if your coach is making a million a year, he knows what he's doing. Okay. If he's making 10 million, he, he knows, he even knows more what he's doing. He's going to make it 20 million or if he's cashed out, or if he sold a company. Uh, so I, I would just ask the coach, man, you're telling me to, to, to go out and do this. Or are you doing it? Like that. It's like an overweight coach telling you to, you should be running laps. <laughs> yeah. It's like the doctor that smokes. It's like the, it's like the financial advisor that's broke. Yeah. Like, like, like you don't want to get counsel from those people, man. You need to get counsel from people who are actually doing it, doing what they are telling you to do. And I do everything I tell people to do. I prospect. Yeah. I've, I've, I've built a multi-million dollar company. I buy and sell millions of dollars of real estate. I, I, I you know, I mean, you know, so I'm not telling people to do something. And I was a high school basketball coach, man, making 60000 a year. So if I can do it, you can do it. But, but there's a lot that goes on to doing it, man. And it has to do with showing up every day. It has to do with having a system and a philosophy. And it has to do with delivering real value. So there's a lot of bozo coaches in the world. And, yeah. and, and unfortunately, this gives coaches a bad name because they, they hire a coach. They don't get any results. And then they, then they say, I don't, want to buy, I don't want to hire a coach again. Well, it's really your fault for not doing your due diligence on the coach that you hired. I love that. Yeah, and I imagine, I mean, if they're charging you dirt cheap, then a good coach is probably going to cost you, I would imagine, too. So the guy's they charging you $100 for coaching, then I would think that's <laughs> kind of a red flag. They're probably not making a million dollars. 100%. So, no, that's important. And something that I um, hear you talk about on other shows you've done, Coach Burt, is just um, the importance of your mentors you've had in your life. You talk about, uh, you know, Dr. Stephen Covey and all those guys that you learn from. Yep. And uh, I think that's super important, taking someone, uh, you know, as deep as you can, learning as much as you can. And you hear this all the time, the, the top CEOs are reading, you know, 52 books a year or whatever. But something that I've learned is just – it's almost better going deep in on one person. Now you, I know you did that with uh, Stephen Covey. So how important has that been for you? Just, um, I mean, is that kind of your, I have a, I have a philosophy that, that you're never going to be great dabbling with anything. You dabble, you read a book, you know, there's a difference between reading the book and studying a person. Mm -hmm. I studied under Covey for eight years 
not I didn't read the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And this just goes to show you how pitiful people are when it comes to this. I went through the certification to get certified in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when I was 25 years old. I borrowed $2,500 from my own mother to go through the certification because I was a young basketball coach and I didn't have $2,500. That's how serious I was. Serious enough to go find the money. Nice. I went to the training and uh, to be certified. And many of the people in the room hadn't even read the book. They showed up to be certified when they had read the book. I, I showed up, went through the training. You had to teach a section as part of the deal. And when I was finished, the woman said, man, I've been doing this for years. I've been a certified facilitator of Covey's material for years. And, and we've never seen somebody know this material like you. And they tried to hire me to work at Franklin Covey because they said, you're so impressive how well you know us. I said, man, I, I don't dabble. People that dabble uh, never become great. I didn't dabble when I was a women's basketball coach, 80 hours a week for a decade to build a national championship program. I don't dabble with this business, a coaching business. I show up every day. I don't dabble. I don't dabble, man. I decide. And there's a big difference between dabbling and deciding. And so if you're going to be great at something, you got you to go pro, man. And go pro means you leave your amateur desires behind. And you make a decision to go pro. The word decide means to kill off. Decide. I'm killing something off. I'm killing off my amateur self. I'm no longer messing around with my potential, not casual with my potential. And that's what I'm doing, man. I'm, I'm deciding. Love that 100%. Now, it's what all the greats do. And um, I mean, the most I ever got out of, out of a book was, uh, I, didn't, I need to do this with your books, Coach, but Grant Cardone's Closer Survival Guide. I think I listened to that book maybe 15 times on Audible, just over and over and over. And uh I had that thing practically memorized for a while. And yeah. so I think if people would take that approach rather than reading 52 books, why not read the same one 52 times? Why not read coach Burt's book 52 times? I think that's what's uh, propelled you and anyone great is that, you know, getting that deep into something totally great. Um, for sure. And so coach, I know we're, we don't have a ton of time here, but I wanted to switch. I know your latest book, you're all about the prey drive teaching uh, sales people business guys to get into that prey drive so for our uh, solarpreneurs here can you talk a little bit about that and tell us what the prey drive is for those that haven't heard it yeah sure prey drive is prevalent in animals specifically dogs a dog has a prey drive i believe after 28 years of coaching that humans have a prey drive prey drive in a human is not to stalk capture and kill prey it is the ability to see something with the eyes or in the mind visually and have the persistence and intensity to pursue it mm -hmm. That prey drive is an instinct. It's an instinct to go for the kill. It's an instinct to see opportunity. It's an instinct to ask for a sale. It's an instinct to knock on a door. <clears throat> it's an instinct to be uncomfortable to when, when there's a moment of, of discomfort. It's an, it's, an, it's an instinct to say, man, Taylor, if I, you could, if I could help you do this, what would stop you from doing it right now? You know, it's an instinct to see something and pursue it and commit to it. That is what prey drive is. That's awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm visualizing, I'm visualizing like a wolverine pulling out his claws or something, just uh, getting ready, <laughs> ready to rip things apart. And so why is this uh, important for uh, like salespeople? We're in the solar industry, obviously. What's, what, what's so important about having this prey drive being activated for us as uh, salespeople and business owners? Because human nature teaches us that we start with good intention. We fall off the wagon. We experience guilt. We get excited we get lazy, we experience guilt, we grieve. <clears throat> and that is a vicious cycle. Prey drive 
has to be activated every day, man, because life will beat the prey drive out of you. And uh, what happens is you end up, you just look at the five regrets of the dying. One of the regrets of the dying, Ronnie Ware wrote that book, is uh, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't live the life I was supposed to live. I lived the life somebody else wanted me to live. We're, we're a nation of wimps, man. We're, we're a nation of complacency. We make a quarter of a million dollars, we get lazy. We think we're, in the, we think we're there. We're never there because it ain't about the money. It's about our potential. And so what I'm finding is I go deeper on this book is that, man, you need, you need adversity in life to activate your prey drive. You need conflict. You need anger, emotion, embarrassment, exposure. You need, uh, you need to be really screwed over one good time. And what, what happens is that creates an, a, an uncommon energy. This is why sports does this, man. Sports, there's competition. Like you go back and watch the Bulls when they were in that last dance and look at the, what they had to go through. They had the Pistons that were the bad bull, the bad boys. And then they had the Knicks that tried to knock them off. And then they had all these competitors and adversaries. And you them to play at a higher frequency. You need struggle to play at a higher frequency because it activates something inside of you. It finds another gear. Okay. That's why you need, that's what activates prey life. Mm, love that. 100%. And so for us that are managed, like I'm managing the team right now, um, we're trying to help other guys do this. So do you have any examples, Coach Burr, or um, any keys with helping a team really activate their, uh, their prey drive? You should ask Mo Fala. Mo Fala brought me in to do three sessions with his team. He was in a competition. Okay. He had drifted two or three. He brought me in. After the first session, they went to number one. Oh. And we did prey drive. We should do the same thing with your team, man. <laughs> Teach them activators of prey drive because what you do as a leader is, you, is it's hard for me to activate your prey drive if I don't understand the psychology of it. And, and um, you can build high prey drive environments where people are operating at a higher frequency, where, where, you know, where people are clicking on every cylinder, where you know how to challenge people, create tension in people, create this gap in people, like help them reach their, like, like, I mean, you could do this as a leader. That's what I do. I create environments of prey drive. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Um, and so for sales teams, by challenging, so you're meaning like sort of like calling people out if they're not um, basically like getting them accountable to a goal and then yes. calling them out for not um, yeah. doing what they're saying, if their intention's not matching with their yeah. actions. Okay. Yeah, create tension. Got create cards. Create urgency. Create intensity. Create a championship to win, man. And that's the problem with most people. They're just lollygagging on about life, going nowhere. And they're yeah. underperforming like crazy. And they tell themselves, oh, I'm good. I'm real good. Yeah. You ain't good till you're the number one person in the world. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny. I, Mo, I just had him on the podcast actually two, three days ago. And this is something we were talking about. In the solar industry, we we're paid such high commissions. I mean, guys are making 10, 15 grand on a single deal. So they get one of these things and they're getting complacent. I mean, guys say, oh, I want to make half a million this year. They're closing one deal and then they're taking the month off. So it's like, I think that's a, one of the biggest issues with our industry in specific is we're, it's almost a curse. We're getting paid such high commissions that guys want to take the month off when they're hitting the one. That, that's why you, that's why you, that's why you, you operate under this principle, man. We go to bed tired and we wake up hungry. It all goes to zero at midnight. It all goes okay. to zero. That's the thing you got to understand. Yeah. Okay. And, and I know another thing you uh, preach coach is, um, from what I understand, urgency, the fear of loss is always, is one of the top keys of the pre-drive, right? Yeah. Fear of loss is 
a, a primary driver. My, my, my agent wanted me to focus the whole book on prey driving fear because he believed that fear is the primary activator of prey drive. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's eat or be eaten, right? It's survival of the fittest. It's, but I believe there's more activators to pray God. Fear is a very strong one. If used correctly, you need a healthy amount of fear every day. You, you need to wake up. You need to wake up as if you could lose everything. You need to wake up as if it could all go away tomorrow. You need to wake up with some intensity and urgency about you. And fear can do that. It can activate something inside of you to push harder. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so fear, it's funny because fear of loss, well, you being in sales, you probably know that fear of loss, that's helping people buy too. <laughs> Absolutely. You could use every, listen, you could use every activator I talk about in this book yeah. uh, in sales. Environment, exposure, fear of loss, competition, embarrassment. Like a prey, a prey drive is no, it's no different in activating in a person trying to buy than it is activating in a team member. It's still the same activators. Yeah. That's huge. And about what they'll lose and what they'll gain. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, with customers, we're using it. Well, I know you use it too on your programs and everything, but it's like, this is gone midnight tonight, offers over. Right. And so we're saying things like, oh, Mr. Jones, you got to get this solar. The tax credits are going down. Um, that metering's changing. So we're using things like fair loss to try to get people to go solar with us too. Um, how do you use it in your teams and like say i know in your organization you're leading a big team what are some uh i don't know ways you've used fear of loss in your teams coaching because i completely lost it this morning on my team okay. and um it's because I, I i thought some of our team members were running around telling people they were tired and that we worked hard and man it just it ran all over me and um if you're gonna if you're gonna go pro and play at a higher frequency then you know you can't so this morning i kind of tried to activate my team's prey drive by challenging them are you a navy seal or a freaking baby seal <laughs> you gonna run around and tell people you're tired all the time then you don't be on, you don't need to be on my team fatigue is a fatigue is a mindset tell everybody who's doing something big's tired so if you're going to run around and tell people i'm tired and i need a break and we need some more workers then 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 you're a baby seal man you don't need to be on my team you need to be on somebody else's team you need to work work somewhere where they let you be lazy all day but it ain't working for coach burke so this morning i had this fiery team meeting to just say this challenge man wake up like, suck it up man let's go let's play and it kind of got some of my teamers i'm like yes now let's go now let's quit messing around with our potential now let's do something let's yeah. quit messing around man i'm tired of messing around i'm 44 years old i ain't playing around with nobody Okay, my destiny is not in anybody else's hands anymore. I don't need any of the customers that, that don't appreciate what I bring to the table. I don't want them. I want people who appreciate what I bring. And that's it. So that's kind of where we're living in. 100%. And yeah, that's where I see the basketball coach. I mean, I was just watching the Utah Jazz game the other day. Jazzer taking, taking a rest on plays. And Coach Snyder just takes his clipboard, slams on the chair, and says, I'm not even going to say anything. Just go out and play or something to that effect <laughs> basically yeah. the same thing you're telling your team 100 so yeah i think this is what a uh, business people um you know sales guys i think we need to hear this kind of stuff and i think we need more people being fiery and lighting that fire under us getting us rolling so i love that coach and i love the fire you're bringing to the business world the sales coaching and um yeah last thing i was going to ask you i know we got to wrap up pretty soon here 
Um, well, I guess before we do that, where can people find you, Coach, as we're wrapping up? Where can people find you on oh, social media and everything? My podcasts are under America's Coach now. I've got all my podcasts under one umbrella, America's Coach. Okay. Michael, uh, go to YouTube, search Coach Michael Burt. I'll pop almost a video a day, every day. <clears throat> Large numbers of videos. Uh, CoachBurt.com if you want to come to one of my boot camps, get in a room with me if you like what you heard today. Or you really need to get in my coaching program, Monster Producer. 1500 bucks gets you a year worth of coaching. Get you a two-day boot camp with me at my lodge. Um, awesome. And if you're serious about playing at the next level, man, maybe I'm the coach for you. Awesome. You won't get your feelings hurt when I tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's getting me fired up just hearing it. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so when you're when you're getting people when you're calling people out, out like this, coach, are you doing it in front of whole teams, getting yeah, people's man. fire going? You're not yeah. one to take people aside. You're just I mean, I mean, out for the whole team. Too. I do that too. Listen, I use any means necessary, man. Okay. I use 28 years of my coaching experiences, locker room talks, one-to-one groups, you name it. I've used it. Okay. Yeah. I've used it to, and my, with the sole purpose. I'm doing it to help you. I'm not doing yeah. it to hurt you. I'm yeah. doing it to get you to, to your level you want to get to, man. It ain't my dreams. It's yours. My job is to facilitate you getting there and to get you in the mental state that you can to get to your goals that's what my job is yeah huge how many times were the girls crying on the on the sidelines when you're coaching oh they cry all yeah workers cry <laughs> my students cry yeah. you know? but they produce so yeah, man, that's how it works <laughs> that's how we do it yeah. that's how we take it to a higher frequency no 100 percent well, awesome, Coach. Um, you've dropped some nuggets on us today. Um, yeah, I've gotten a ton of takeaways here, but learn how, how, to, how to activate the prey drive. I think that's what's missing in this industry, especially solar. Um, it's definitely something our solarpreneurs needed to hear. And um, we're definitely going to check you out. So go sh- uh, shoot Coach Bird a message, Instagram, Facebook. Let him know you appreciated this content. We loved having you on. And before I let you go here, Coach, where can people find the best uh, barbecue and fried chicken in uh, Tennessee there? For next time we're visiting. All kinds of good fried chicken. Hattie B's in Nashville. B's. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Hattie B's. But there's some good barbecue here, too. Good barbecue. There's good chicken. There's good country music. Come, yeah. to, Nash- come to Nashville. You've got to come to the Greatness Factory and see my new Greatness Factory. 9,000 square foot of pure, incredible energy. All right. We'll come check it out. and We'll be there with Hattie B's. Make sure you get the spicy chicken. That's the good stuff. That's right. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, coach. Thanks for coming on today. All right, brother. God bless you. Hey, let's do something with your team, me and you. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I know when I got into the industry, I had almost no resources like this. So I hope this show is helping you get the success you deserve. If you found value from anything in this episode today, think about someone who it can benefit so you and I can help people fulfill their potential. Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. So I promise by sharing this, it will help you grow and improve. The value bombs on today's show will take you one step closer to success, but it's always to the degree that you apply and execute the principles. I've spent the last few years interviewing the top solar experts and helping other reps and businesses discover their potential. If you want more help achieving your goals, then I put together an exclusive video training on three hacks that help me close multiple deals a week while knocking less than 10 hours. And who doesn't want that? So go check it out at webclass.solarpreneurs.com. Once again, that's webclass.solarpreneurs.com to get exclusive access to the training and take your skills to the next level.